and you'll be able to see that it's live and you see the timer as well. Perfect. Thank you so much. All right. So good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everybody. I'm very excited, uh, gracious, grateful, and humbled that Miss Christina Gomez is here to join us today. I mean, she's made a uh, dare I say, a substantial splashes and waves in a positive sense in the UFO community. And when I reached out to her a little while ago, as you were saying, just before I started recording, I was very excited to hear back from her. So Christina, without further ado, how are you doing today? I'm doing so well. I'm so excited for this. And you know, it's honestly amazing to talk to someone else, a part of the Gen Z community. And you know, I feel like there are more people getting involved, but they're just simply not enough yet, at least not publicly. So I'm really looking forward to this. Right. And I, I couldn't agree more. And I truly thank you for that, for saying that, because I think our generation has a, a particular perspective that is a little more dare dare i say mind opening that maybe previous generations would call fringe if that makes sense <laughs> that's correct i completely agree with that and of course we still have people in our generation and generations that come after us who who still don't believe in the phenomenon more and more people are becoming open minded and the younger generations that are to come are just being more exposed to all of these different possibilities that that um older generations just simply didn't have such as tv shows that cover these kinds of topics books movies i mean everything that you can imagine in today's world we're just being exposed to it every single day i mean a good example of this um which is like probably one of the most famous movies of all time might have to be Harry Potter or even the Hobbit. Right. And you're bringing in magic. You're bringing in all of these witches and wizards and all these different possibilities. And that's kind of, you know, just one aspect to uh, any kind of phenomenon that we cover anything kind of also under the fringe, but then you have some other amazing movies that have come out into the eighties, into the present day, such as alien predator and even newer ones that we're also jumping into so I feel like with this digital age, also with being, again, just exposed to television every single day, it's more difficult to have a closed mind on these topics that we cover. Right. And I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more with you. Now, speaking of which, considering that there's been so much um, within the entertainment industry that, again, we can we can go down the path of, you know, a dissemination of knowledge through, you know, uh, science fiction movies and what have you. But. I really, uh, forgive me if I'm jumping a bit uh, out too quickly out of the gate, but where, where does it, for you personally, Christina, where does it sort of um, stop in the sense of someone comes to you and let's say for the sake of this question, for this example, you fully believe them in what they said they've experienced, but is there a, a metaphorical ceiling for you? Um, and I ask this in purely good faith where it's kind of like, okay, that's a bit much. Or has it gone to the point where your experience in this field has just made you consider anything is truly possible? I believe that anything is truly possible. I'm still very, very new to this topic when it comes to the UFO phenomena or even the fringe. And I take anecdotal accounts as anecdotal. I do keep an open mind and I will never judge those that tell me their stories or stories that I hear, but they're merely just anecdotal accounts. And for a lot of these people, it's very difficult to receive evidence from these accounts for the most part. So all I can really do is just have a listening ear. And then right. and then look, look at my prior knowledge from the research that I've done and, and try to make up my own conclusions. The biggest thing is that, you know, I, I keep my shows and channel free of any bias or narratives or my opinions. And I right. really try to um, I, I prefer to be a neutral conduit for the information. Right. That's OK. I see exactly what you're saying. Taking that neutral stance and not allowing the, the check boxes of confirmation bias, at least consciously, to sort of step in and, and um, sort of sway you in, in one direction or the other. Right. So speaking of that, when uh, actually, if I may ask, have you had any personal experiences, whether paranormal or um, UAP, if you'd be gracious enough to speak on any of it? Um, I've, I've had some woo woo ones myself, but. I've yeah. I've had my own experiences and not ones that I even though I've been doing this for a while and I'm on camera almost every single day talking to other people about this I don't usually bring up my own experiences and I'll I'll briefly go over them today but 
for myself, you know, usually when people have these weird encounters, they're so very personal. And no matter how hard you try to explain it, it in, in some respects, it just doesn't make sense. And if you weren't there, you can't just get that same kind of feeling, that same kind of grasping of understanding what the heck is going on. Right. I had one case, I guess maybe a few years ago. It was kind of recent. It's kind of a funny story, actually. I had just entered university. I had just got my own apartment and I didn't have a vacuum yet. I, I was, you know, because like as soon as you enter, you have very little money. And I'm like, a vacuum cleaner is 70 bucks. Oh, I, I can't afford one. So I sat next to this girl who had been in college for a few years and she had a vacuum. And I'm like, so, hey there, friend. Can I just borrow your vacuum literally just for a few hours? Is that okay? And she was like, yeah, no problem. So I, I drive over to her house and there was already something kind of off. I didn't I, I didn't really know this girl that well, but I knew her enough to simply ask for a favor and being like, hey, that's okay. Sure. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like that that kind of tingly feeling that you get when you enter somewhere that, it, that just doesn't feel right or it feels perfect. And that's kind of like, I guess you would consider the sixth sense. And mine doesn't work that well. But in this case, it was like on high alert. So, but I brushed it off because I'm, I'm a more scientifically minded. So I was like, what are gut feelings? Now, nah, I don't really, I don't really right. believe in that kind of stuff. So, um, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, it's kind of a, it's kind of a funny experience, which I guess could loosely classify as paranormal. So I received this vacuum. It's like, it's not a good vacuum. It's, it's pretty, pretty bad. I take it home and I just feel like when I'm driving, there's just something in the car with me. And I'm like, it's no big deal. I'm just paranoid. It's dark at night. I, it's fine. I get home and I leave the vacuum in a corner. I'm thinking, I'm just going to vacuum a little bit later. Let me just kind of rest and be mentally prepared to clean the house. And as soon as I leave the vacuum in the corner, close to the bathroom, I used to have this one like huge candle in the bathroom, like just like this, probably maybe a pound, like it weighed about a pound and made out of glass. And the lights weren't on, the fan wasn't on in the bathroom, and the candle just falls off the counter. Huh. And I'm like, that's weird. There's there's not a simple explanation for that, but I didn't think much of it. It I'm never like, fell okay. before. Generally, it's not it never fell. And again, this this candle is very heavy. You would need okay. a good amount of force to push it. I only it, ask, and I, I only ask in good faith because you know, in some cases, course. people preface it with, "Oh, maybe you know, if you have a, a a weak or unstable floor flooring, if you will, that can cause something to shake." But it was none of that. I take it. No, and the foundation that I have in this apartment, it's it's concrete, so like there's nothing that can move. I don't live in an area that has a lot of earthquakes or anything, mm. so it there there wasn't there wasn't an explanation for it. I didn't think much of it, so I'm like, okay, I'll put it back. I leave and I go back into the living room. And it falls again. And I'm like, hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm not. And at this moment, I wasn't in the topic yet. I didn't know too much about the paranormal, the fringe, the the supernatural, the UFO phenomenon. I wasn't there yet mentally. So I was like, okay, this is weird. Okay, I, I watched once on television. If I put salt, maybe it'll get rid of this evil spirit. So I'm like <laughs> sprinkling salt over to this candle. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking about it now, and it's really funny. And I'm like, that's so dumb. But at the moment, at the, though, you never know, right? Well, right, because I, I, I was experiencing something that I knew nothing about. Mm. So I'm, I'm looking at my television knowledge <laughs> to hopefully save myself from this, from this entity that I didn't even know if it was malevolent or malevolent yet. Right. Uh, so I'm thinking, okay, this is getting, this is kind of getting out of hand. So I thought, okay, let me try something else because now this, the house just, it just feels different. My, my tiny dorm apartment, it just, the energy just doesn't feel right. Mm. And again, I had only been living here for maybe, maybe like a month. So I was still kind of like getting used to everything. And um, so I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm going to play some kind of like, I'm going to type on YouTube and see what comes up, how to get rid of entity. And then I, I see these kinds of like chants and mantras and kind of like binaural beats. And Sorry, like, can I ask how long ago this was? I only asked because YouTube has done some waves yeah, of censorship. This was about three years ago now. 
okay so youtube wasn't nicking as much as they are okay okay just wanted to give <laughs> some context for the, years ago. for the yeah. audience thank you yeah absolutely and i was like okay google youtube help me out what do i need to do where's WikiHow? okay <laughs> and um I start, I start playing it and then what ends up happening and this is it's like the most bizarre part is that I heard this kind of screeching, screaming sound coming out of the audio. And that, when I, when I mean the audio, I mean it's kind of like it came out of the, it, it wasn't part of the track, if that makes sense. Whoa, yeah. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm not ready for this. I live on my own. I, I don't know who to call. Ghostbusters, there's nobody here to help right. me. And uh, after that moment, it, it passed. And, and I returned that vacuum as soon as I got it. I called that girl and I said, hey, let me return your vacuum. I know it's 9 p.m. I don't want it. She's like, no, just give it to me in the morning. It's fine. And I'm like, no, I can't. I Take it back. Wow. Take, take it back. She's like, no, 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 it's fine. So I ended up putting it outside. I have like this little storage unit, a really, really small one. And I put it in there and I'm like, you're going to stay in that closet do not come out until I return you. <laughs> I know and this then, might be funny, but did you say that verbally or in your head? In my head. Yeah, okay. it was it was in my mind. Um, and then I ended up returning it the next day and I never spoke to that girl again. I was like, wow. here you go. And that that's kind of like my comical paranormal encounter. I've never seen anything else. Like I've never seen any, um, you know, apparitions or things like that, even though I've begun to research them uh, pretty extensively. But I just I what I really want to keep in mind is that when this encounter happened, I had no prior knowledge. I simply did not know how to handle the situation or exactly what I was experiencing. If you have background knowledge, you're able to rationalize a little bit differently. You're able to understand the situation and act accordingly. But if you're going in blind, yeah. it's a different story altogether. And even though I had, you know, I've, I've been interested in these types of topics, but there's a difference between being interested in it and really diving deep and researching a topic. There's a really, really big difference. So at that moment, I'm like, there's so much more I need to learn. And, and it, that's, a, that's a story that I rarely tell, but it makes me laugh every single time. Now, when I think back on it, at that moment, it wasn't funny. Well, first off, let me just say thank you so much for even being willing to share that because I, I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. I've been in similar scenarios and especially when you're alone in a given environment or something like this, that doesn't feel right. And I, I recall you saying you're more of a, a science-based person so one could maybe argue those are the, the bioresonant frequencies that you're absorbing and emitting in all of this but by chance did you ever happen to do any research maybe not pertaining to that event but to the the concept of whether we call it ghosts paranormal entities these have to do with um potential magnetizations of their dare i say a uh, astral memory or something like this i know that may be a little uh woo woo for some i know in in science in surface level academia it's now called plasma um but is that have you traveled along that route of research in any uh shape or form not extensively yet when it comes to that but there's there's countless theories on things such as attachments ghosts um apparitions you know poltergeists there's right. kinds of different ideas why they're in this realm why they can be seen why some of them live in loops while others don't while some can interact with people here now versus some can't I've spoken to several paranormal investigators and ghost hunters, and even though they've been studying this for decades, they also simply do not have a definite answer on what's going on. They have their own theories, they have their own experiences, they even have certain evidence of EVPs, you know, you know, um, recording audio of these ghosts, but from the ones that I've spoken to so far, no one really has an answer. And I guess we won't know until we pass over, and until we cross over. And just to clarify for the audience, EVP, that is the device used to, um, if I'm not mistaken, device used to sort of listen for audio. They sit in a quiet room and they try and communicate with the being. Right. It's an electronic voice phenomena. And that's you're able to get any really you can get any kind of recorder, preferably not one on your phone, but any kind of handheld recorder. Right. And um, if you see just like 
as an example on um, ghost adventures, for example, they use this quite often. They ask a question, they, they give it a few seconds and they play it back. And it yeah. seems that, and I've, I've asked this question and to these paranormal investigators and I'm like, how does this work? How are you able to record audio that you cannot hear with your own ears, but that this recorder can capture? And again, there's there's different reasonings for that. You have a more scientific explanation and you have a more kind of a, a belief system as well. But you, for the sorry, most part, do you happen to recall what the scientific explanation was? I can pull it up for you because I do have it and I can read it for you exactly. But for the for the most part. What the reasoning is, is that these types of recorders are just simply able to catch frequencies that the human ear can't hear in the same sense that dogs, right? They can hear frequencies that humans cannot hear. So right. that's um, one possibility. But the kind of a more science explanation for it is... They're outside of the spectrum of our perceivable senses, um, frequentially possibly. Well, you know, I guess it's not just that, but it's kind of the, the frequency down to 40 hertz. So we simply cannot hear 40 hertz with our ears. Right. Right. So, Is, would these be, I don't, sorry, I don't mean to uh, put you on the spot in this regard. If, if it's just, if memory serves you well, was there any mention of extremely low frequencies, ultra low frequencies, very low frequencies, any of those kind of terms when speaking to these investigators? Not to my knowledge. Okay. Okay. No, but I, but but it, but it does get mentioned from time to time. Um, as for the the more scientific explanations, that there are two main theories that I kind of kept coming across, sure. and they were um, where an entity is able to vibrate the atoms and the filaments of the microphone directly, while the other has to do with the influence of electrical charges and electromagnetic radiation that wow okay thank you so much i truly appreciate you looking that up in real time i'm i usually don't uh, do that with guests and and what have you but the reason i ask is because uh, our community and our audience has been following those two proposals or hypotheses quite avidly as a as an avenue of exploration so thank you so that would be the most at least scientifically the most common answer that you get um yes. now what about if i may ask on the spiritual side what's the most common answer from the paranormal investigators that you're told when it comes to the spiritual aspect, it's not something that I've deeply looked into or sure. have asked my um, people that I've interviewed, paranormal investigators. It's kind of more the, the scientific aspect or the more of like what they've experienced, what they've recorded themselves, just because the spiritual aspect, while it may be just as important as the science aspect, you're depending a lot more on on faith and on, yeah. on on belief. And for many, that just kind of differs from person to person. And in many respects, they simply can't relate to it or to have data to back up those claims. And again, with my show, with the people that I speak to, with the interviews that I conduct, it's all about being neutral to not bring in my own bias, but to allow people to listen in and then do their own research after if they really found that topic fascinating. And when you have data, when you have information, it just makes it a little bit easier than following just belief. And coincidentally, my next episode of Mysteries with a History is about near-death experiences and the afterlife with Jimmy Church of Fade to Black Radio. So I guess in, in that show, I'll be able to, I guess, look a little bit more into the spiritual aspect and, and on how they're able to interpret these situations right um by chance uh before we move on are the terms um portals vortexes anything like this brought up when whether on the scientific or spiritual side any of those type of terms uh oh yes. wormholes anything like this Yes, absolutely. Again and again, both in people that have had their own experiences, the spiritual aspect, and even the science aspect. Now more than ever, it seems that people are talking about these things. And let me tell you how fascinating that is. Literally just yesterday, I had Jessica Jones, the cryptid huntress, and she talked about her portal experience where some of her team members actually entered 
a portal and they were able to see that they, that the environment was completely different and evans claimed that it looked like a cube shaped um when when they had seen it with their FLIR equipment. And again, she was on Shifting the Paradigm with me yesterday. So it seems that it's it's a topic that no one can run away from. And if we look at even the science aspect of it, scientists are fascinated when it comes to vortexes, portals, and even black holes, as an example, thinking that what if these white holes exist? You enter one end and you come out another end, maybe in a different location, maybe a different um, dimension, maybe a different time period. There's all of these theories and no one knows for certain yet what's on the other side or even how they're created so a lot more research needs to be done and i'm looking forward to the evidence that will be provided in the the future for it Mm. now not not uh, not to get um too conspiratorial if you will but are you of the i don't want to say belief but i guess maybe the um ideological I, no, I don't even want to say subscription, but are you open to the idea that there may be certain academics that act as, dare I say, gatekeepers of particular silos of knowledge that have, for whatever reason, it, not for me to say for good or for bad, but because we can argue that's relative and, and that's a whole other conversation. But do you think that there have been some gatekeepers that have again, for better or worse, suppressed some of this knowledge, at least in modern human history, the last 50 to 80 years, give or take? I guess that could be possible. I mean, these fringe topics can upset the apple cart, so to speak. So when it comes, I mean, as the saying goes, knowledge is power. If you remove the knowledge, you remove the power. So it's it's possible, but I, I simply cannot definitively answer that question because i don't know right right um again not not to press in this regard and i say ask very respectfully have you um have you had conversations with individuals whether scientists academics even simply eyewitness civilians that seem to allude to that possibly that there's some there's a there there but somehow we can't penetrate that that knowledge so to speak um i I ask because i i will let me uh, go ahead and push this a little bit. I have some friends in which claim that um, they are associated with certain professors that have implied that there are um, silos of knowledge or pockets of knowledge that are being hidden, um, particularly within aerospace contracting companies. Has this come across your line of research at all by chance? No, not yet. I I will, I'm sure, but not yet. Again, I'm very new to the topic. I still have so much to learn and so much to research. Then I I have I have a whole list of things that I I need to look into. Oh, no, I I didn't mean I I don't mean uh, in any way, shape or form to to like put you on the spot in that regard. There's so many things that I get asked. I have no idea about either, to be fair. So (laughs) um, but speaking of which, though, you being in uh, university, if I'm not mistaken, I love to get your perspective on what you feel, witness, sense in the university atmosphere. Because I've had the the, the privilege of interviewing so many people. You know, ergo, they've been a little bit more uh, up there in age, and that's no disrespect to any of them. But very seldom do I get a chance to speak with someone who's in the Generation Z crowd, um, no pun intended and all that. Are you sort of, um, again, forgive me for asking in this way, but are you sometimes uh, ridiculed by some? Are you supported by some? What's the what's at least the landscape, if I may ask, where you are? Honestly, they just don't pay much attention to, to the fringe topics. They're very distracted, sadly, and very distracted by other stuff, especially things related to social media. So when I bring up the topic, it's kind of like, okay, and then they're back on their phones doing who, who knows what. And then you do have some that are very interested. And then you do have some that still believe that the UFO phenomenon is demonic. So y- you get a batch of everyone. But for the most part, they don't deny these topics. Mm. They're open-minded to them, but they just don't really care about the science aspect, the historical aspect, the spiritual aspect it 
to it. But you know, that's to be expected. So I feel like when we're having these conversations and we're directly creating it for our generation, it can make them a lot more interested to really think outside of the box, to think outside of their little rectangle of a cell phone and and to look up into the skies or or to look up to look in dark corners even and mm. look for things that might be considered unexplained. And and they they take a lot of these things, a lot of these fringe topics as a given. And if you ask, do do you think there are aliens out there or visiting Earth? Most are like, yeah, why not? And they right. go back to to TikTok dancing videos right. or they're creating those videos. Got you, got you. Okay, see that. Okay, this is. Thank you for bringing that up because I wanted to touch on that uh, actually shortly. Um, do you? Um, and I I don't mean to get personal here, but do you have say for example because I I know that I certainly do groups of friends, if you will, or maybe even just one or two individuals that you can speak to in a more direct tone pertaining to this subject, whereas others you sort of need to, maybe you may not, not even want to bring it up to with them at all when you're hanging out with them. Does that make sense? Sure. Uh, when it comes to my to my friends, no, I mean, I do have a creative team that helps me and, and very techie people and they're very open minded. Uh, but when it comes to more of my colleagues that I would consider friends, um, if I'm not asked about it, I don't really openly speak about it because um, if they're not ready for that information, if, if they don't if they don't have that willing to learn they're they're not ready to hear that information yet right. but i always give them the outlet of saying hey if you're interested here is my content if you want to take a look at it and 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 give them that option all we can do is give them options to anyone mm. regardless of the generation regardless of how old they are you can lead a horse to water but you can't make it drink yep and and i i um sometimes add to that by saying this may be a bit of a, a brutal example but you can uh take the horse to water you can't make it drink and if you put a gun to its head what's the point you know that that whole example there uh, pertaining to this whole concept of uh, again the suppression of knowledge and people being open-minded compared to other ones and all of this um and and speaking of which is there do you find the the focus on things like um dare I say, TikTok and, and social media by people of our, uh, individuals of our generation. Now, I'm not trying to say this in a critical sense, but do you find that um, uh, the distraction is, is, dare I say, deliberate so that people of our generation do not um, focus on thing, topics like this and rather would just sift through TikTok instead? Do you find that to be, a, dare I say, a pressing issue of our generation? I mean, we could be looking at that in in a hundred years span. Look at newspapers mm. originally. Look at um, magazines as well. Yes, they cover you know historical accounts, the weather, and they talk about gossip about celebrities of that time period. Would that be considered a distraction? Where if you're sitting on a train or on a bus, or if you're walking down the street and your and your head is is in a newspaper or a magazine or even a book, would that be classified as a distraction? It depends who you're asking. Also, it depends on what they're learning. We can look at TikTok, for example. And yes, there's a lot of terrible content on there <laughs> and I won't get into detail but then you also have some pretty amazing content creators that are very educational and have huge followings as well so you're always going to be getting the bad with the good right and it's it's really just up to each individual to decide on what they want to do with their time and we can't force them all we can do is lead them in the right direction Mm, and what um, again, I know you're obviously just one individual. Let me preface this by, by saying that even for I speak on behalf of uh, myself and uh, respectfully yourself and saying that one can make a strong argument that one's opinion should not dictate the, you know, the, the, the masses or the direction. But it, since I have you here in your if you're if you'd be so humble enough to speak on this, um, what topic do you think our generation is missing that should be focused on more i know obviously generally speaking one could argue well everything but if we were to hone in a little bit right um are there one or two or three topics per se that you think especially be, being a university student yourself that our generation is 
missing and and i guess maybe this speaks to the larger concept of there's a lot of you know political discourse about are universities teaching people what to think or how to think and all of that if if you will I think something important that I guess is lacking is how the government is now coming out and admitting UFOs are buzzing our airspace. I feel like that kind of conversation can only lead our species in 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 a in a more positive evolution and the video footage of the UFOs taken by pilots this is huge right. and this is to push that our future humanity's future is in space that is where we're going to end up eventually and then we have Elon Musk still trying to push to get people to Mars in 2024 that's in 2 years and if we didn't have these conversations about UFOs about the military catching videos of these objects that simply cannot be explained or the fact that maybe we're already being visited i mean with these types of questions and even with so many new exoplanets have been discovered i mean could the universe be teeming with life? These are the questions we need to ask. And if we do not have curiosity for these questions, we're never going to evolve. And that leads to all of the technology that we have today, how far we've gotten today where people have been able to travel across the globe and to inhabit it. If that curiosity wasn't there, we wouldn't be where we are today and you know it's it's not good being stuck with our noses in our cell phones we are missing out on looking up there's a lot going on in the skies that simply cannot be explained mm, okay now um I, I really appreciate you saying that because uh, particularly the part where you said we got to stop you know looking down at our phones and all of this and in your humble opinion and i want to be clear for the audience when this when this comes out and gets released that this is these are, we're just exploring ideas nothing is you know of solidified nothing is factual there's been a um i don't think i think it goes without saying that there's been a recent surge in anxiety amongst uh, people of our generation and all of this would you um speaking to paranormal investigators in addition to obviously again being a student yourself would you um attribute some of this anxiety i know to each individual it's it's different and all of this but would you attribute some of that general anxiety to dare i say um energies frequencies in the air that make people tense depending on the location or simply to that of honestly schoolwork or a little bit of both i know maybe it's a little bit of a stretch of a question but i figured why not anxiety is is because the the state of the world fear becomes energy i believe and and look look at the whole time of the pandemic and now we have the threat of a nuclear war mm. yeah that's gonna lead to anxiety yeah. and and in some respects people may believe that it's maybe even infectious these types of um feelings of energy and then you know all the mainstream media does is doom and gloom Right. So you have that like doom, doom, and then wars coming. Right. So yeah, if if you're on social media, if you watch the news, um, yeah, it's gonna lead to anxiety. And honestly, I don't blame them. It's it's a very tense time that we live in. And then there's also a lot of other possibilities on why people are feeling such a huge state of anxiety. It's not something that I've researched personally, mm. but just looking at the surface of it, the pandemic, the the threat of nuclear war, the mainstream media. Yeah, it's, it's a thing. And then even right. suicide's a big thing as well. So when it comes to anxiety and, and the heightened feeling of anxiety it's understandable in the world that we're living in today right now right and do you think also this speaks to in your opinion this whole concept of you know again like bringing up a tiktok a instagram snapchat this one could argue that again scrolling through such vast amounts of information is a good thing but at the same time one can also argue because our generation is arguably the first generation to uh, metaphorically plant our feet in the ground and having said we can we've grown up with these devices and all of this maybe do you think it's possible we have not been um 
I guess you could say honed in compartmentalizing that information because when one cannot say, okay, I'm going to put the phone down, I'm going to study, or I'm going to put the phone down, I'm going to relax and live in the moment or meditate or whatever it is the anxiety starts to just affect all aspects of your life. And I say this because I've personally, you know, been through this myself in the past and all of that. And do you think there's um, an issue, dare I say, with maybe too much information being thrown in our faces at once, especially given that we went from generations of none of that to all of a sudden, boom. I wouldn't say it's necessarily information, but everyone's competing for egoic profiles like I'm more popular than you mm. and this is something that companies are pushing they can sell more with advertising and, and stuff when when all their consumers are competing with each other this is what I meant earlier by people in college being very distracted it's all about how many likes that I get on my latest photo how many views did i get on my latest tiktok do people like me can can i get a a, a marketing deal where someone's going to give me a product for free so that i can kind of push it and say how great i look you know this is all this is all shallow and and time wasting so and and honestly a really big distraction so more than than us just getting a lot of information on our phones i think it's more of feeding those egoic profiles or those masks would you say um in your opinion feeding that and I, I fully agree by the way um would you say feeding that egoic profile never ends so to speak because i i imagine i liken that to sort of um financial greed if you will when does it ever end right sort of like a spiral you make you get a hundred likes you know you want 200 it just keeps going do you it, do it you... never ends it never okay. ends you're never satisfied and and it gets ugly it gets really mm. really ugly and people get depressed because of yeah. it and that depression can lead to anxiety mm. and you know when when they when they don't get enough likes and they don't get enough views they think oh i'm not good enough so we're we're living we're living in a very high stress society right now with social media yeah. and it can even lead to suicide as well with these with these high um emotions that simply are difficult to cope with mm. and if you try to put your phone down then you're thinking okay i just posted a picture how many likes did i get how many comments did i get and you know suicide stats are are way up than in previous years and young people too teenagers especially so when we're dealing with the paranormal, supernatural, the UFO phenomena, or even the fringe, we're looking outside that rectangle yeah. of a box, that right. proverbial box, right. and think it's not about how good I look. It's not about all the makeup I wear. It's about looking for things and trying to find the truth. And my mantra is to look away from those distractions, to keep my eyes on the skies, to have that sense of wonder, a sense of awe. There's so much more out there. And uh, to, to dig deep into those mysteries. I think in my opinion, mm. I think that's what life is all about. It's feeding that curiosity, not feeding the ego. Right. I couldn't agree more. Sort of sort of like the joy is in the journey, so to speak. Exactly. But at the same time, with the field that we're in, being podcasters, really putting our face out there, we still have to sometimes fall into line with social media. We still need to post. We still need to, you know, post videos and pictures and things like that to to make sure that um, our audience can can see a different side to us or to get them engaged or, or to kind of remind them that we have these shows coming out. It, it's still important for us to be involved in social media, but it's the mentality that we hold that needs to rise above all of that. And we need to always keep it clean and healthy to stimulate our audience's imagination, to get them asking those age-old questions. Who are we? Why are we here? Where are we going? Right. So to speak, right. This speaks to a larger, I guess you could say, societal or cultural collective of um like standardization, meaning like, okay, for example, I'll, I'll be totally honest. I'll give you an example on my end. I do my best every 48 to 72 hours to make sure I do an Instagram post for the show, right? For the sake of trying to keep up with those that are, you know, with the algorithm and not posting too much, but not posting too little and all of this. And so that is that what you're speaking to in, the, in that regard? 
Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm getting at. We, we, we can't run away from it in the age that we're in. We just need to keep what we post clean and healthy and, and, and honest to ourselves. In, but also to be non-addictive to this as well. Right. Like we can't let it control us, but instead to aid us, to help us, and to bring this information to more people. Right. Now, pl please forgive me for always bringing it back to, to the university uh, system and all of this, simply because I, I never went myself. But do you find, whether for better or worse, that this type of behavior, um, whether negative or positive, is harbored or um nurtured on university campuses if you will um for better that's, or worse that's a great question in the time that i've been in university i can see people on their phone literally walking to class like not even looking up they don't mm. trip they don't fall and i'm like wow that is a superpower in <laughs> itself that is amazing right. but it but it's it's also it's just not healthy and you know you have occasional freeze-ups and then that's and that's pretty strange but when I'm looking at the university as a whole, any university, it doesn't even matter yeah, which one. Right. And taking a step back, people are not interacting the way that they used to with each other. Everyone's on their phone. Everyone's isolated. And, and in the most case, um, everyone is an introvert now. We have a lot less extroverts, at least from what I've seen so far, like taking a look back, thinking, oh, no, I don't really like talking to people or or no, um, I don't really want to interact with them because their shoes aren't nice. I don't know. But sort of like that, con that, that, whole, that whole mantra of, oh, hey, let me go speak to those people. I've been seeing them for the past week at lunchtime. But that whole concept is fading or gone already, so to speak. And that's not always the case, but from the most part, if we look at maybe how college looked 20 years ago to maybe how it looks today in 2022, right. there's a big difference. And, and, and it's, and it's very difficult to begin to enter people's, uh, I don't want to say lives, but like, if you want to hold a conversation, they, they need to make the conscious effort to put down their phone, put it on mute and to want to talk to you about whatever and you know i i did a great meme about that about this on on uh twitter about talking about ufos at a dorm party and the strange looks i got and you're like i'm talking about sports or like the, the football game UFOs? i think i saw that tweet yeah <laughs> and you know i i had a lot of fun making it i was laughing while i was making it because it was so accurate to mm. in instances that i have literally been a part of i've entered a, a type of gathering with people my age and they kind of just look at me like okay um, right. and they go back and they do whatever they're doing but <laughs> wow okay and well actually i was gonna say that that sort of takes me to my next question which is um I, I know that we we've potentially veered off the ufo paranormal topic but i do i would make a a polite argument to those watching or listening that the analyzing the societal and cultural and psychological inhibitions of groups speaks to all of it full circle like it's all interconnected um, well i i do want to admit that even though for many this may be the case for for some you know i do see students with open minds mm. but they're just kind of shy to admit it that they're interested in these topics because even though this is becoming a little more mainstream it's just not there yet so right. these kinds of you know these other students in, in university or even high school or even you know a little bit past college they kind of research it on their own time or if they see a 10 minute video on youtube or on tiktok they're gonna click and watch and be interested mm. in it but they're just kind of shy to admit that that they enjoy it Right. Now, speaking of which, um, this sort of speaks to, I guess, a much larger point on like the, the macro scale of education, maybe in, in the West or generally. But do you um, I've been told on my end uh, personally in all of this that it truly depends on which courses you take where and all of this. But do you find that certain courses within the university systems are more um, open uh, to uh, thought and exploration compared to other courses? And I, oh, I mean, in, of in course, a good faith way. No, mm -hmm. of, of course. Uh, here's an example. 
okay, when you take a philosophy class, which I've taken, yeah, you have to be a lot more open-minded. You have to really think outside of the box. But let's say you're taking a math class, right? Let's say calculus. It has to be very rigid. You really can't think outside of the box because you need to answer the question with the formula that they gave you. Right. But if you look at that in a more broad spectrum, let's say your different kind of elective courses, that's when you're kind of treading in a different water of what they want to teach and mm -hmm. how they're going to teach it. Do they want it to be open-minded or they gotcha. want it to be, you know, is it A or B or C? Those are your three options. You do not get another option. Um, when I was taking a philosophy class, it was like, it was philosophy, philosophy 101. So it was like very basic. And what really blew my mind about that class in particular and a few others that I can get into was in one of my assignments, actually two of my assignments, they brought the topic of aliens, literal, like literal entities not from this earth. How would you react? And or if you were to be placed on a different planet, right. um, how would the environment change? How would your how would you change mentally, physically, things of that nature? Right. And that led me to two possible conclusions on on having those kinds of assignments either one because i'm more involved in this topic that it, it eats my day every single day that i'm beginning to see patterns that have always been there right or or the other possibility is that universities are being more open-minded to the possibilities and it's that kind of small drip disclosure. If the younger generations are more exposed to this, if something were to happen in the near future, they would be prepared. Got you. Okay. So it's it, it can go either way or there could be another explanation of it means absolutely nothing. It's it's just one course that you're taking. Well, I took another course. I took a geology course as well. And we had practically the same instance where we were talking about um, a type of alien material and a type of like alien rock, one that's not from this earth, how would be able to identify it? Where did it come from? And how was it created, if that makes sense? So yes. it seems that from different classes that I've taken that really have nothing in common, you're seeing this connection of the UFO phenomena in one aspect or another. Again, is it just merely a coincidence or are they just trying to prime people for the future right and i truly christine i want to thank you so much for that response because that actually adds perfectly to what i was going to ask ask next which was seeing and knowing what you now know given you know starting the show and looking into the phenomenon whether it's the the paranormal or the nuts and bolts side or what have you do you find that these school courses, whether it's philosophy, whether it's regardless of what it is, and I want to preface this as well by saying I'm I'm certain just like any other student, you don't sit in all of the courses that are there at the school, obviously. Um, do you find the courses being limiting in scope? And when I when I what I mean by that is um do you find the courses, whether it's philosophy or otherwise, do you find the courses say, for example, okay, to the students, here's the question, here are a handful of answers, or is it here is the question, go nuts with with your with your own exploration? Because I, I maybe I'm very wrong here, but I feel as though depending on the subject, depending on the the class, um, there's a limit in scope potentially due to dare I maybe say suppression of knowledge. Because it may be that in, in our faces, so to speak. It's not just university. It's all schools across the United States. If you think back to your high school experience or even middle school, whenever you took an exam, it was A, B, C, or D. Very rarely was it write an essay on what you think of this question. Right. And if it was, it was probably one question of every exam that you took. And it was worth maybe, let's say, 20 points out of 100. So you only have one try versus all of your answers being write whatever you want. Now, my mother is from Venezuela, from the capital. And when she had moved to the United States back in 98, when she was learning to speak English and, and to take school courses here in the United States, she was so shocked. And she said, in my country, we don't have A, B, C, or D. It's what's the answer? 
and you, you don't get any help. And when I look at that, it makes you question, are we really being, are we really learning or are we just kind of being fed in, in one direction? And also with the school system around the United States, because I'm not, I'm not too familiar with it in other countries. Yeah. What we're aware of, and it's publicly been admitted for maybe the last, I think, 10 years, maybe a little bit longer. It's uh, no one's left behind. You cannot fail a student. And if yes, you fail them, yeah. they take a summer course and they'll still graduate on time. If I could say very quickly as well, being, being in Canada, it's the exact same here. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So the question that you ask, it's, it, it, I, I want to say that when we're looking at school systems, again, college, middle school, or high school, it doesn't matter, here in the United States and even Canada, they're giving you information that they need to give you. and But they'll never teach you how to file your taxes. I'm right. so disappointed in that. This is what I'm saying, right? This is what I, I was going to actually bring up, that, that term street knowledge, if you will. There's um, a lot of people say that, you know, again, depending on one's upbringing, again, there are some people, you look at them, they've uh, never been to university and they're not successful at all. Others never went to university and they were. And then same thing for those that went to university and, and vice versa. So um, again, just asking your opinion, do you think those um, those A, B, C, D options, and I thank you so much for bringing that example up of your mother, because I think that's a perfect example. I, I myself wonder, is that a, a system of assistance or a system of limitation? That's... I guess it just depends on on who you ask. Right. I, I think if I was 12 years old answering that question, I'll be like, obviously, they're here to help me because I don't really care about school. I just want to pass. <laughs> right. Okay? Right. But if I'm looking at it now with the mentality that I have, all the research that I've done with different topics, it makes me think, is it really just a limitation? It's mm. it just depends, I think, on the maturity of of the person's mentality on it and on what they want to achieve in life. Do they just want to pass or do they want to learn? That, okay. I, You know what? With that being said, I think that is a fantastic way to to end this and wrap this up. But before we do, um, could you very kindly let my side of the audience know uh, where and how you can be found and your, your um, Patreon, your Twitter, all of that? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was it was a blast. Well, thank I, you. It, it's been a, a, a absolute blast on my end. I'm truly so appreciative and, and grateful. No, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I do have a link called a Beacons page that has all of my social media on there, um, including all the podcasts as well. But on Twitter, you can find me at eyes underscore on the skies. Same on on TikTok as well. I just made a TikTok talking about these types of topics. And then um, you can also find me on YouTube at um, at Christina Gomez as well. And um, also my website is paradigmshifts.blog where I post absolutely all of the shows, all the social media, and all of the updates as well. So I, the best place to, to catch all of this is my Beacons page. Um, th that, awesome. that way you can just find everything in one place. Awesome. That's fantastic. Well, Christina, thank you so very kindly for coming on. And I think I speak on behalf of my audience as well, that it truly has been a, a great conversation. And I say this because very seldom do I get a chance to speak with people of, um, of my own age or generation, uh, so to speak. And again, I think we need a lot more people of our age engaged in this topic. So truly, I, I can't thank you enough. And thank you so much, everyone, for those that will be uh, watching or listening down the road. Thank you all.